Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Today we're talking about I'm under 200 pounds, now what? Now I wanted to talk about this because I think a lot of you ladies hit 200 pounds or you have a goal of hitting 200 pounds for a really long time and then you finally hit it. And then once you hit it, you don't really know what to do. And I find a lot of you sticking around like the 197 to 201 and it's kind of messing you up because you're like, well, I want to like weigh less. Like I want to weigh like 150. But again, like you've never really pictured yourself at say 150, 160, 170, because you've always been 200 pounds. So the thing is, is like if you've always been 200 pounds or if you've always identified as someone over 200 pounds or someone around 250, 300, 350, a lot of the ladies on our program are anywhere between 250 to 400 pounds. And normally like what we kind of do is help them get under the 200 pound mark. Honestly, that probably should be our slogan at this point, but we help everybody, whatever. So the thing is, is like when that happens, ladies, it's like there's a few things that you want to consider. And I think as soon as you hit 200 pounds, the idea of like, I have a lot to lose. And then you're like, oh, why aren't I losing it that fast and all this kind of stuff? There's a bunch of like misconceptions that kind of come up. So basically what we're going to do today is unpack those together. Okay. So the first misconception that I see a lot is, oh, I have a lot to lose, so I should lose weight pretty quick. And although that's like kind of true, it's also kind of not. And the reason being is, is that the fact is, is like when you have a lot to lose, quote unquote, what happens is like you do, but it also is going to take you a longer time. So also depending on where you're at, I find most people who are over 200 pounds, 250, 300, 350, if we're talking strictly weight wise, they are actually some of the cleanest eaters that I've ever seen. Okay. The people who have terrible diets are the people who are like 120 pounds. I'm not going to lie. Like their diet is just like, what the hell are you eating? Like you can't live off of rock stars and, you know, pop tarts every single day kind of thing. Whereas like the larger that you get, I find that your diet becomes more and more restrictive. So it's kind of a funny paradigm because sure, there are those like, you know, leaner individuals who do have like really great diets and all that kind of fun stuff. But I do find that like when you have like someone who identifies as maybe like a bigger person or whatever the case might be, that they always eat pretty clean because they feel like they have to eat very clean in order to see weight loss. But what we find is that more often than not, it's like we're eating really, really clean. But then there's those days where we eat way overboard. Like it's either like we're eating a whole bunch of alcohol, we're drinking a whole bunch, right? We're going out for takeout a bunch. Or there's like something like binge eating. So you're like really clean all day. And then at night, you're like eating a whole bunch of snacks. And the thing is, is like there's something that's kind of keeping you stuck. There's a pattern and it doesn't really matter what weight you are, what size you are. That's not really the point of this. The reason why I want to talk about the 200 pound mark is because it's more of a mindset that I find is also attached to that number. So when you've been over 200 pounds your whole life or maybe a majority of it, you start identifying as maybe as like a bigger person, you're big boned, you can't lose the weight. Another one that I hear a lot is like, oh, if I could just get under 200 pounds, I'd be so happy. And then what happens is say they're at like 250, 300 pounds and they finally get under 200 pounds. They're like, okay, well, I want to keep going, but I find they get stuck around like 190, 198, 201, that kind of marker because they've never seen themselves as anyone, anyone less than a 200 pound person. 
So when you've been telling yourself that you'll be happy when you're 200 pounds, when you've been telling yourself that like, once I get to 200, I'm going to be so happy. What happens is you get there and then sometimes people aren't happy, right? Because weight loss doesn't necessarily equal happiness, especially like depending on how you got to that number, you could have starved yourself to get there. You could have eaten like super restrictive to get there. So you get to 200 pounds and you're like, oh my God, thank God I'm at 200 pounds. I don't have to eat like this anymore. And then you stop eating like that. But the problem is, is you're not actually happy with your physique at that point. You're like, well, I actually like, I guess I want to be leaner. Like I thought I'd want to be 200 pounds, but I guess like I want to be like 150. Shit. Like what am I supposed to do now? And so you get stuck because your mindset and your identity has been wrapped up in being like 198 for so long and seeing those 100s that as soon as you hit it, you're like, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're like, great. I hit my goal. But like, this isn't how I pictured me looking at 200 pounds. And not everybody obviously wants to be 150, 160, 120, whatever. But I'm just saying like a lot of the times I find when you hit there, you still want to keep going. And then you're like, oh, well, how am I supposed to do that? Like you almost like don't know what to do. And the other thing is, is like, I feel like once you hit a certain point, a lot of you ladies start getting super restrictive again. So it's either like you're not very restrictive and then you hit like 198 and then you're like, oh, this is where like I have to cut everything out. And this is where I have to be more restrictive. And realistically, ladies, you really don't have to be that restrictive till probably like 140, 150-ish, like that kind of range. If I'm saying on average, like obviously like weight is totally individual, but if I had to talk to like a broad audience of women and tell them like roughly where you would start like kind of, you know, reducing certain things, that's probably where I would start reducing things depending on your goal. So, and the reason why I say that is because again, we're talking to like say a hundred women right now, a thousand women right now. So I don't want to be like, oh, at 200 pounds, start cutting out salad dressing because that's not accurate for most women. For most women that doesn't happen, right? And again, you actually don't really ever have to cut things out. But it's a matter of like where your calories are super low and where you're more satiated and stuff. Like as you get lower and lower calories, you're going to have to eat more like high fibrous foods and more like kind of voluminous foods because you're going to find that you're going to be more hungry if you don't. That's basically what happens. So you end up having to eat more nutrient dense foods because if you don't, you're going to be really hungry. But the thing is, is like when you're eating like very low calories, so like a lot of ladies who identify as like a larger woman or whatever, it's like you tend to be eating pretty nutrient dense foods for the most part. Like you're very consistent in terms of that. So the thing is, is like what I normally find is that the calories are actually super low. So instead of having calories that are super high all the time, which you think you'd see, you actually see really, really, really low calories. And so what happens is we have these low calories, but then we have low calories, huge spikes. And again, it's calories are all relative. And I think you guys need to remember this, that like just because you're eating more doesn't mean that you're eating too much. And just because you're eating less doesn't mean that you're eating too little. So the thing is, is like you could be eating 12 to 1400 calories, but you could be moving 2000 steps a day, 4000 steps a day. And I think a lot of you guys also like need to understand that like four to 6000 steps a day is not that many steps. Like you really not doing anything and like going to an office job and then like going to like make lunch is like 4000 steps. So the thing is, is like it does take a little bit of effort, but at the same time, it's like when you increase your movement and then you're focusing on your food intake and stuff, it's a lot easier. But around that mark, it's kind of this like conversation where you kind of have to reinvent your identity because the thing is, is like when you've identified as someone who wants to be 200 pounds or like just under 200 pounds, or you want to be like, you know, in that like level of leanness, it's like you kind of start getting like, okay, that's like where I'm going to be happy. That's where like everything's going to change. That's like what I need to do in order to see the progress I want to see. And the thing is, is like you don't have to restrict when you hit that number by any means. And what I find is like what you did to get there is going to be like the similar to how you're going to get to your next weight loss marker. 
And the thing is, is like, unless you've hit a plateau, which is very, very rare, I find around that marker, it's more so the fact of like, you don't actually like continue doing what got you there. So you like hit there. And then you start self-sabotaging is what I normally see. So like you'll go out for dinner more, you'll go drink more alcohol, you will go do other things that maybe you haven't been doing up until that point. And then you get upset and you say that you're like, you know, you hit a plateau, but you didn't. The only problem is, is that like, it's not hitting a plateau. The problem is, is that you're not doing what you did in order to get there. So you started like slacking off a little bit. You start like, you know, eating a little bit more takeout, things like that. Your gut starts feeling a little bit shittier again. Like all these amazing habits that you build, you start sabotaging because you identify as someone who's 200 plus pounds or someone who is like, you know, big boned or someone who is just like over 200 pounds. Like it's literally like, it's just one of those numbers that people often get stuck at. And I don't find it's because they don't have good habits or because they haven't made good choices. It's just because the mindset is the fact of like, oh, well, you know, like this is great, but you know, this is like how I've always seen myself. So if you always see yourself as being someone who isn't like, you know, a smaller version or someone who isn't lean or someone who isn't toned, you're like, yeah, I've just always been bigger, just always been bigger, just always been bigger. Then like that identity does get redefined. And like, you're going to find that as soon as you kind of hit your goal, you're gonna be like, oh, well, this is uncomfortable. Like I'm normally like someone who's a bigger person. So you're going to keep identifying as that and you're going to act in alignment with that, which normally means like going out for more food or you start drinking more or you start working out less or you start like dropping your steps or you start doing all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't happen to everybody. Like we have tons of amazing women on the team and tons of ladies who like, you know, they hit that marker, then they hit 170, then they hit 160 and like they just keep going, right? Because they don't have these preconceived notions. They're just like, well, I'm just going to like keep doing what I need to do because this is what worked last time, right? And like, they just keep doing what they're supposed to do. But we do have those some ladies who like, every time I talk to them, I'm like, do you actually think that you can do this? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, that's the first thing that we have to get through. And then I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, when you're like talking to yourself, do you tend to like identify as someone who's like a plus size woman? Do you identify as someone who's like, you know, big boned? And she's like, well, yeah, look at me. I, I do have big bones. And I'm like, damn it. Like, no, you don't girl. Like, you're literally like, sure. Like you might not feel comfortable being 120 pounds, but I don't think everyone has to be 120 pounds. But like, if you want to lose 30 pounds, you kind of have to believe you can do it. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're going to keep being like, oh, what's the point? Every time something comes up and you feel off track, you're like, what's the point? I can't do it. I didn't do it before. I can't do it now. Like, you know what I mean? So I think for like a lot of you ladies, if you're really struggling around that marker, because that is a point, I find 230 is like a sticking point. 198 to 199 is a sticking point. And then I find around like 150 is a sticking point for a lot of people, because it does often make you kind of look at something that you've never done or look at something that you've never been or something that you don't identify. And it really does totally involve like a full identity shift of like, I can do this. I'm like, I'm capable of doing this. I want to do this. This is something that I'll be able to achieve. And like, they can start seeing themselves doing that. And once they do that, it's a lot easier to kind of get through that. And I think what I'm going to do is, you know, in a few weeks, maybe I'm going to bring on someone on the podcast from our team who you know, struggled around that point and then like how they kind of broke through it. Normally it comes just from like, again, like daily habits, consistency, making sure you're doing the shit that you need to do. I know that sounds really boring, but it's true. Like the thing is, is like if you've been hitting 10K steps or 8K steps per day and then you hit 200 pounds and you start doing 6K steps, you know what I mean? Like then also like say you start going out to eat more. So you're moving less, you're eating out more. Maybe you're adding a little bit more alcohol because you're like, I'm 200 pounds, right? You're like, let's go. But the thing is, is like, you need to be mindful of that. And the biggest thing is, is like, I think when you're reaching a goal, yes, there's a point of enjoying where you're at, 
But also I think a lot of the times like when we hit a reward or a milestone or whatever, we always reward it with food. So for example, if you like get a promotion at work, you tend to go out and get food afterwards. If you've had a hard day, you go and get a glass of wine. If you've reached a milestone or like if you have a birthday, it's always centered around food. It's a very social thing. So the thing is, is like, how can you give yourself rewards that maybe aren't food based, right? Because like every single time it's like food, 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 food. So as much as that's great, as soon as you like hit that 200 pound mark, you're like, oh, well, like I can eat this and I can eat this and I can eat this. And my first question is, why are you restricting yourself so that you feel like, yeah, you can eat all of this stuff and you didn't feel like you could do that before. But the other thing is, is like, well, what other like reward systems do you have in place? Like when I hit a milestone, I don't go eat something because I'm super happy that I hit a milestone with my fitness. Like if anything, I'll like go do a workout. I'll go buy some pre-workout. I'll go buy an outfit, like a gym outfit. I'll go do something like that. Like I find those super rewarding or like I'll, I don't know, go for a walk or whatever. But I don't, I don't like go eat something because I did well that week. You know what I mean? So if you ladies are also like finding that you are basically like rewarding yourself every time like you do something that you're supposed to be doing anyways, look at, take a look at your reward systems because it might be a little bit skewed and you might find that that's actually what's holding you back. Like if you had a full week and you're like, wow, I did so good with my fitness and my nutrition this week. And then you literally like go out that weekend to like go eat something. It's like, great. That's cool. But it's like, why do you feel the need to like go out and get takeout? Like what's wrong with like the food that you're eating? Then obviously we're all going to go get takeout. We're all going to go do like, you know, have some drinks, do whatever. But I'm just saying like, what is the reason behind it? Is it because you want to go have takeout or is it because you feel like you earned a treat? And so it's like, if you earned a treat, then is that a lifestyle or is that something you're forcing yourself to do? Because like at the end of the week, I don't feel like my food and my nutrition and my exercise is something that I need a treat from at the end of the week. If anything, like if I've had like a stressful week, I find that's a lot harder to be like, whoo, like, you know, like normally I'm tired. Normally, like I just like want to grab takeout because it's easy. I'll grab like a drink because I'm like, I just want to relax. But I've also started working on other ways to do that, which is basically going for a walk, doing other stuff that actually makes me happy, cooking because it's actually a process that I get to create, like things like that. And I find those often like regenerate me a lot more than doing nothing. Like I don't find doing nothing really regenerates me anymore. So just be mindful of that, ladies. Like I think you guys are working really hard to reward yourself with literally doing nothing. And it's kind of like a weird, it's a weird paradigm. So that's kind of like my take on it. But yeah, if you guys are like over 200 pounds and you're just hitting that 200 pound mark, then you're like, I just keep getting stuck at 198. I would really sit down with yourself and ask yourself, like, have you identified as someone who is 200 pounds for a long time? Has this been a goal for a very long time? Did you picture a goal after you hit this goal? Because like once you hit this goal, is there something else that you're working on? Because like the thing is, is like with fitness, there's always something to work on. But if you're like, well, I'm 200 pounds now. So like, I don't know, that's like where I thought I was going to be. Then it's going to be very difficult for you to hit that next level because you're like constantly just telling yourself you're 200 pounds, right? So that's where you start going, okay, I'm, you know, 170 pounds. I'm 180 pounds. I'm whatever. And not that I think everything should be weight loss related, obviously body composition and, you know, strength and size. But today we're strictly talking about weight loss because on top of this whole movement of like, you know, getting strong and body composition, not focusing on the scale, I do understand that. But at the same time, like, I think it really negates the fact of like, there are some people that generally just want to see the scale go down. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think at the same time, we have to also acknowledge the fact that there are ladies out there that do want to see the scale go down. So although like, you know, we might be okay with body composition changes, 
it's like, yeah, that's fucking great. But I also want to be down 40 pounds. So like, how do I get down 40 pounds? You know what I mean? So I try and include all of it. It's kind of like how everything right now is like, oh, strong, not skinny. And I'm like, why are you body shaming? Like, dude, they can be skinny if they want to be skinny. If they want to be strong, they can be fucking strong. Like, I don't care. So I think it's just like very mindful to like look at, especially from a coach's perspective, because again, like my job isn't to tell you what your goal is. My job is to help you get to your goal. So the thing is, is like, well, you know, non-scale wins are great as you're like losing weight and doing body composition changes and things like that. If your goal is overall to lose weight, then it's like, how do we actually do that? So I hope you ladies are having the best day ever. I hope this gave you something to think about. If you need anything, always feel free to message and reminder that if you guys screenshot, if anything hit from these podcast episodes, screenshot, share to your story, and then you'll be entered to win the giveaway at, at the end of the month. And we'll go from there. But I hope you have the best day ever and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.